Hey, about all. So this is Let's Talk About Also with Shara and Marcus, and we are here today talking to Jeff from Historic Preservation. Historic <laughs> Preservation. I almost said something else. I'm so sorry, Jeff. I know what you do. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we have some good things coming up with your department, so we want to kind of talk about that. The Preservation Awards is mm-hmm. the 14th annual, and I believe Marcus will have a couple other questions for you as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess. Um, just to start off, for for those people who don't really understand what historic preservation is, or what you do for the city, can you um, give it a, a synopsis of what what you do? Uh, well, as the preservation planner for the city, uh, I have a few main responsibilities. One of which is uh, overview and um, oversight of of the historic district and and what that means is uh, the historic district is about 2,000 parcels it's uh, bounded by Park Avenue in the north to Savannah Avenue in the south uh, West Street in the west and uh, North Troop to the east and basically um, those uh, that those properties within the bound those boundaries were designated in 1980 uh, as the local historic district Um, and so basically things that happen there uh, will be reviewed uh, exterior projects not interior uh, renovations the you know people that want to do you know plumbing or electrical work or whatever on the interior um, that's all fine that's just regular uh, permitting process but uh, to preserve the historic character of a unique city like Valdosta um, the uh, kind of uh, powers that be back back then had deemed after uh, the Georgia um, legislature had passed the Historic Preservation Act in 1980, uh, allowing municipalities to designate local areas, historic districts had decided that um, the properties in these areas uh, were important enough to them that they wanted to have certain levels uh, of regulation, uh, basically a zoning overlay uh, on top of the regular zoning. So exterior changes to properties there um, go through kind of another review cycle where uh, they go before the Historic Preservation Commission, which is a group of uh, seven uh, individuals who are volunteers uh, that live in the city, uh, review these cases, and, and generally uh, most of them go through without uh, without a hitch. Um, a lot of people are um, cognizant of, of what is required of these things. It's, it's generally not, um, you know, a real cumbersome process or anything, yeah. but it's, it's just a way to try to maintain uh, the historic integrity of the district. And typically people who are moving into the historic district realize they are doing so and that there are certain regulations in, the, in those districts, whether it's here or another city, that, that – I guess protects them mm-hmm. and and their historic property from from being, and I don't want to say destroyed, I, but mm-hmm. protects them from keeping that character of mm-hmm. those neighborhoods. Correct? Yeah, I, I think a lot of people that want to buy in the historic district want to buy for that reason. Um, you know, they enjoy uh, the historic atmosphere. They like the properties. They like the architecture. Um, they like the identity of the district. They like its association with uh, historic events and, and the history of the community and its development. Uh, and one thing, you know, a, a big thing that kind of precipitated this stuff in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, uh, which really led to the historic district being established here, was uh, a lot of residents in Valdosta were seeing uh, the effects of urban renewal and what it was doing on a lot of 
properties, a lot of you know high style big homes. You look at a, a street like North Patterson uh, that used to have a lot of uh, a lot of these buildings, um, and they were being uh, demolished and removed for businesses and whatnot. And uh, to uh, to have a, a short little quick story of of how. Uh, you know, significant that was, the Crescent itself was slated for demolition uh, to become a gas station. And that's kind of when, um, you know, a few people <laughs> stepped up and said, I, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, yeah. And they purchased it. And that was kind of the the birthplace of preservation. Um, of course, as a, as a formal thing, it would take a few more decades before it would be formalized and and uh, codified by the state legislature and allow um, municipalities to establish their districts. But um, yeah, the effects of urban renewal and what people were seeing happen to their communities, mm -hmm. uh, they wanted another level and, of oversight. And the history being gone, you know, mm -hmm. and I know this is not the same category, but you know, I've visited Boston, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there you have, um, you have those Midnight Ride of Paul Revere. Paul mm -hmm. Revere's house. I had to remember the, the right. singing before. Paul Revere's house is in the middle of all of these new things, but that could have been destroyed if somebody didn't preserve it. I know we don't have a Paul Revere house here, but we have houses and buildings that mean a lot to the community here in Valdosta. Yeah, we, well, we definitely do. I mean, the Crescent is just one of them. You, the Commerce Dalton House is another one. Barbara Pittman, which is the uh, Chamber, Chamber of Commerce, Commerce. building. Um, uh, Crestwood up on Eager Road. Uh, the Dasher High School uh, down on Southside. Um, the uh, Carnegie Library. We have, I think it's seven or eight individual landmarks that are listed individually on the National Register. Um and then we have several historic districts. And of course, there's, you know, there's a difference between the local historic district and national register districts. And just quickly, not to get too convoluted yeah, and confusing on it, but basically national register districts identify the significance of districts. Local districts protect them. They are a zoning layer, a regulatory mechanism. Gotcha. Um, so there are advantages by being in the local historic district. There are some tax advantages, um, grant advantages, stuff like that. But regularly, uh, it's the local historic district that offers the protection. That's where uh, the commission would get would get involved as far as review of, of proposals. And we're a city that's, you know, over 100 plus years old. Um, now, can other neighborhoods be added to the to the historic district or local or or national registry in any way, form, or fashion? Absolutely. Um, in in the last couple of years, I think uh, the national register, uh, of course, this is you know across the entire country, has added three or four thousand uh, new properties. Now, locally, yes, there is a there is a process to add. Um, uh, whether we're expanding the boundaries of our local historic district, whether it is a separate district mm -hmm. in and of itself, um, there are uh, the procedures that are mapped out in, in state legislation and through our own preservation ordinance of how that would be done. And basically, to make a long story short, uh, that area would be uh, surveyed. Uh, so, you know, a, a professional uh, a consultant would go in, they would basically review the area, take pictures, 
document all the properties that are in there. Uh, what is the level of historic significance? What is the integrity of all the properties? Uh, and that would be kind of the, the first step in mapping out the area for, for potential growth. Okay. And I, I think um, Char is going to ask you a few questions about the Historic Preservation Awards that you have coming up. Okay. Okay. Well, the Preservation Awards um, started back in 2009, correct? Uh, our Preservation Awards in, in the city, yes. Okay. And we've had, I think, what, 46 awards since then, okay. um, including, I think, we've had seven Lifetime Achievement Awards. Oh, wow. Um, and the past two years, um, you guys didn't do it because of COVID and um, changing preservation planners, but now they're back. Um, so what's the next steps for that? Well, we had all of the um, applications were submitted by last Friday, and we got uh, six properties uh, have been nominated uh, for a total of nine uh, awards. Um, and we have some really good projects. So what will happen is I spent earlier today putting together the applications. Uh, there are some properties where I'm still going to need to get some additional photos. Mm -hmm. um, I will put that together these packets. We have a committee of five volunteers. Three of them are preservation commissioners. Uh, one of them is with the Heritage Foundation and the others with the uh, Historical Society. Uh, so the five of us uh, or the five of them and, and staff will get together on Monday, uh, a week from today, before the regularly scheduled preservation meeting, we'll review um, the applications and we'll select them. We, uh, the categories this year are Outstanding Achievement, uh, Distinguished uh, Merit, and I think the other one is stewardship. We didn't have an application for lifetime achievement, but you know that's something that you don't have every year where uh, you get a nominee for, for someone who has uh, contributed that kind of caliber to preservation. But we've had several of them since, <laughs> uh, since 2009, and I'm, I'm sure we'll have another one, whether it's next year or, or soon after that. Well, um, can you, and I know you just went over the categories. Can you talk about some of maybe our past winners that so people can kind of picture what type of things you're you're looking at? Ooh, uh, <laughs> I wish I had brought the list of the past winners. Um, okay, so I know that um, you know some of the, like uh, for instance uh, the lifetime achievement awards. Um, I know that Donald Davis. Uh, the executive director and president of the Historical Third Society, Society. Uh, won for Lifetime Achievement. Uh, the award is named uh, for Harold Bennett, who mm -hmm. was one of the original founders of the Preservation Commission uh, back in 1980-81. Um, who else would be I'm trying to remember? Who else? Um, I have Albert Sloan, who did, mm -hmm. um, I don't know if... Did he do the Coleman Tally building? I Maybe don't he, recall. Yeah, I, yeah, don't don't recall. quote me on that. I, I don't know. But he's but been involved with a lot of properties. With it, yes. Um, and Particularly in downtown. Yeah. And uh, and as far as individual properties, you know, Coleman Tally, I know, won for Outstanding Achievement a few years back. Um, the Crescent mm -hmm. has won for Stewardship. Uh, and basically, that's just long-term preservation, uh, care. I think everyone can kind of look at that and see um, as old as that property is and uh, in the condition that it continues to be in that, you know, they take the preservation seriously. Um, uh, some of the other 
awards. Um, and even, you know, it's not just the, the big high style uh, buildings like mm -hmm. uh, the Crescent, but it's, um, you know, everyday residences. Several of those have been um, uh, honored and recognized in the last few years. Uh, and these are considerable projects, uh, yeah. you know, people putting a lot of money into them and they look good and, and uh, you know, they've contributed to, uh, you know, property value increases in some of these districts and, and um, rehabbing, you know, some of these properties that may mm -hmm. have been distressed at one point. Uh, and, um, you know, this is, it, it's important. Uh, it's important as a revitalization tool, uh, but it's also important to hang on to the history and for continuity uh, and for identity uh, for, you know, the city uh, to hold on to its past and, and know from where it's come as a guide to where, it, where it's going. Yeah. And, and if you just knock down every old building, you lose a certain character to your city. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I guess, like... We celebrate historic preservation, if I remember correctly, the first week in May, or is it the entire month? It's the entire month. Okay. It's been, and that's a national thing through the National mm -hmm. Trust for Historic Preservation. This is actually the 50th year. It was the first year that they did it was 1973. So um, I just happened to be looking over the notes of the program earlier today, and gotcha. I realized it's 50 years old. So yeah. Um, and we have some other events that are scheduled. Uh, I know the uh, Preservation Commission will be hosting an event um, uh, on Friday, May 12th, uh, on the steps of the Weisenbaker Wells Roberts House at 206 uh, Wells Street. And this will be observance of uh, preservation Month. Gotcha. Uh, the mayor will be there, um, having signed a proclamation. Um, you know, recognizing the importance of of preservation and what it contributes to the local community as far as revitalization and 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 um, sustainability and uh, social and history and and all that. Uh, we will the staff, myself, we will also have information pamphlets. Uh, to give out, to distribute to the public. We'll have walking tours of some of our historic districts. We have driving tour information for some of the districts. Uh, and we'll also have some of, you know, the large maps put up uh, showing all our different historic districts. Um, we have six of them here in, in Valdosta National Register districts. Of course, we have, as far as the state goes, we have a fairly large local historic district. Mm -hmm. 2,000 parcels um, is, is, a, is a fairly big one. Um, and, uh, so if people want to come down, they have any questions about preservation, um, you know, we're more than happy, uh, to talk with them, um, and, uh, give them some of the information and, um, well, Jeff, is there, um, anything we've, you've, we've talked about or haven't <laughs> talked about that you, that we've missed that you want people to know about historic preservation, what you do here as a historic planner? For the city of Valdosta, is there anything we are we're missing here? Well, I, I guess I, I don't know if necessarily missing. I just want I just want the public to understand that you know I mean I think sometimes there's this misconception about preservation that it's you know the police and they won't let you do anything and I, I, that's really not the case. We you know we 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 work with people and generally there you know there are there are ways to. Uh, to get through this stuff, it's it's not a cumbersome process. It's not expensive. Um, 
and you know i mean minor projects there is no fee at all uh for cases that do go before the commission there's a nominal fee um but uh you know there this is not a a thing to be really scared of and and uh you know it's 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 out there to to help protect the district for the benefit of everyone that, that lives there and owns property there um and uh you know it's it's something that can benefit the district and, and all the residents. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much, Jeff, for your time. I know you're a busy man, and we appreciate your time on the podcast. And we will be looking forward to seeing who wins this year these awards. And just thank you for all that you do for the city of Adosta. All right. Well, thank you very much. I, I enjoyed spending some time with you. <laughs> Let's Talk Valdosta is a presentation of the city of Valdosta's communications team. You can download this episode and previous episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow the city of Valdosta's social media accounts to learn about future episodes.